This episode of Taking It to the House was brought to you by EBH Fitness Studios. It's a way of life. I'm Dr. C. Victor Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. That's right. I said, I'm taking it to the house, as in I am solo. No, I did not get rid of my team. Dr. Janelle Hoover is taking care of business, and Dr. Timothy Hoover is also taking care of business, which leads me to take care of business here in the house by myself. And because I had no adult supervision, everyone beware. I have scissors. I can run across the, the hall. I can run up and down the street, butt naked if I want to. But I'm going to spare my constituents. I'm going to spare the clients. I'm going to spare these viewers. You know why? Because I can. But seriously, what a good day to be here. What did we have yesterday? The NBA Finals. The NBA Finals concluded after six games. And the Bucks are who we thought they were. They handled their business. Now, I told you all last week, I am no longer in the prognostication business. I'm no longer uh, able to make fantastic picks. That's not my job. I just talk about it. And last week, I said, I don't know who's going to win, but I'll tell you this week that I told you so. So I told you so. Did you see what Giannis was able to do? This time last week, they were down 2-0. This time this week, the NBA champions. NBA champions. They brought a championship to the city of Milwaukee for the first time in 50 years. How about that? How about that? The 50th anniversary and you bring the ship home. Now, that says a lot about Giannis. Myself, along with the co-host, have been beating him down at least the last year and a half. Who hasn't? You've been in the league for eight years. You're called the Greek freak. You've won your couple of MVPs. You've player of the year. And there's a meme out there or there's a Twitter that's been circulating. When Kobe Bryant told him, hey, you got all the tangibles pretty much. You just need that championship. And so it's happened. But that's the issue at times. Media is trying to crown someone a champion so earlier in their career that it places this unrealistic expectation. They did it, they did it to LeBron. He's the king. He's the king. He's the king. And it took him, what, nine, almost 10 years to get that shit. They did the same thing with Giannis. What I'm saying is it's hard work to get a championship. Ask Chris Paul this morning, two superstars from two different teams wake up with a whole different experience. You had those in Giannis's camp and the Milwaukee Bucks waking up as the best team in the world, the best team in the doggone world, saying, wow, at least for this year, we're the best. I'm not looking for the repeat. I'm not looking for a dynasty right now. And Giannis even said it. If I never win another one of these again, I am embedded. I am immortalized in NBA history. He was crying before he left that court. He was dancing off the court. Just to see that, 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 that gleeful look of a champion, 
someone who spends their whole world, their whole life to win the game. And of course, you have the sympathetic aspect of it, the emotional aspect. They lost his father a couple years ago. So you see that one side of this coin of victory. But then on the other side of the feet, we talked about Giannis being in the league for eight years. But what about CP3, Chris Paul? 16 years. The old man trying to get there. He finally got to the championship game. He never has even gotten to the Western Conference Finals. So he finally gets to the championship. They're up two to nothing. And let's let's just look at their experience overall in the playoffs. Before we even get there, let's look at the let's look at their experience. You had to go up against the Lakers, defend the champs. Broken, hurt, or whatever, it does not matter. You play the team you're facing to take care of the Lakers, a LeBron-led Lakers. And let's not forget, Chris Paul got hurt. So there's already questions of his durability because of his age. But he makes it through the first round. Okay. Everyone gives the asterisk to that win because they're saying you don't have a healthy AD. The Lakers did not have an opportunity to gel. Okay, so maybe the Suns just lucked out, even though they're the second, the number two seed. Second round, who they face? They go against the Clippers. Uh Uh-oh, they're up 2-0. And this is a Clipper team, for all intents and purposes, was relatively healthy. You had a healthy Kawhi Leonard at the time. You had a healthy Paul George. And so what else do you need? What happens? Kawhi Leonard goes down. Are the stars aligning or are the suns aligning for this historic run for CP3 to finally get this elusive championship? They win. Tough, a tough series, but they beat the Clippers. Now they make it. Now they make it to the finals against the bruised and battered Milwaukee Bucks who went toe-to-toe with the Brooklyn Nets. But CP3 and team are favored, and they do what they do. They get up 2-0. They have home court advantage. But what happens? Did they read their own press clippings? Did they already start popping champagne a la the San Antonio Spurs versus the Miami Heat years ago when everyone, all the fans in Miami walked out only for Ray Allen to close the deal? And people are banging at the door like they're from the scene of Kerry trying to get out. But now they're trying to get back in to watch the end. No, that was not happening. We do not know what happened other than were the Suns overconfident? Were they, did they get fatigued? Was it emotional? Was it mental? Because somewhere along the line, there became some disconnects. You can look at the stat numbers, the box scores. Devin Booker, a couple of times he's a no-show. What happened to Aiton, who was so spectacular earlier on in the playoff series? Now you have CP3 having to come through and try to rescue the team. What happened? Again, I said it a couple weeks ago. Monty Williams is a great coach. I gave the edge to Monty Williams as a coach. Something happened. Did something happen for the Suns or did something wake up 
for the Bucks, in particular Giannis. So we talked about the journey for the Suns to get here, but what about the journey for the Bucks? The Bucks had a lot of demons to exercise. I would say a lot more pressure was placed on them before the Suns. Why? Because for the last few years, they had the opportunity to get to the championship game, and something always happened. Getting beat by a lower seed, someone choking, Giannis not being able to deliver. And that's why we question his heart. That's why we question if he's that guy. That's why we question if he can lead that team. We even talked about, is he even the guy on his own team or is it Chris Middleton? Because we didn't see that killer instinct. So as we watched Milwaukee Bucks matriculate through the playoffs, when did it click for them? Because you know they were just hours or minutes, or let's just say a foot away, literally a foot away, a Kevin Durant foot away from being eliminated. But they make it but not without adversity. How about the fact that Giannis has a hyperextended knee? And if those of you who saw it thought his knee was put on backwards because his foot looked all kind of funny, like, like we weren't going to see him for weeks. And you saw the McGregor fight, it's kind of like what his foot looked like. It was all mangled. Yet whatever treatment they have, Whatever treatment Milwaukee Bucks training staff have, one, give them guys a raise. Because whatever they did, Giannis came back. And he came back angry. As if a light switch hit him in the head saying, you know what? I may not get another chance to do this. This could be my one and only chance ever to be here. And, it all, you know, if you ask me, I think it will be. Again, I'm pro- I'm not prognosticating, but before we get to the journey of the Bucks, let's just let's just take a pause right there. The reason why I say something like that, why the stars, aka the Suns, are properly aligned for both teams. The West is going to be nasty next year. Chris Paul will not get there with the Suns next year. Not with a healthy Golden State. Not with a healthy Los Angeles Clippers, and not with a healthy Los Angeles Lakers. Now let's look out east, the opportunity for Giannis to come back to the show. Not with the healthy Brooklyn Nets, not with the healthy Philadelphia 76ers who are hungry and mad in a season Doc Rivers. I still would put the Milwaukee Bucks at number three in the conference. And I still cannot discount Miami Heat and Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Buckets. So when you look at the light switch in Giannis and that time that he had to sit and watch his team and wonder if he'll ever get on that basketball court again this season, something said, I have to do this now. Chris Paul took 16 years to get there. Giannis takes eight years with a, with a questionable injury that we all thought his season was over. That light switch hit. And they did the gentleman backdoor sweep, four games in a row. And you cannot tell me that was the same Giannis from the two series ago. My boy putting up 40 plus points. He's blocking shots. I mean, he was looking spectacular. 
if that is what they meant by the Greek freak, well, he lived up to his name the last couple of nights. Just to watch that. How could you not enjoy that? Even if you were not a fan of either team, but just a fan of the sport, how could you not enjoy watching his display, his athleticism on both sides of the court? In a league where so many superstars refuse to play defense, he showed you how it can be done. Dare I say, a la LeBron, LeBron had no problem playing on both sides of the court. We had the famous Iguodala block when he chased them down in the finals and blocked Iguodala's shot. We have many times where LeBron has chased people down and blocked. The same time, you see many times LeBron will take the game in his hand offensively and put a dagger in someone's heart. So to watch Giannis perform on both ends of the court was quite impressive. And I expect him to take this offseason to continue to improve his game. And not only that, if you watch as the season or as the playoff series progressed, his free throw shooting even got better. I'm not saying he he found the magic potion, whatever it was, whether it's the crowd not counting, the crowd counting, or it was right here in his, in his mental. But whatever it was, he knew that for us to win this championship, I have got to do my part. I got to be the man. I have got to make sure everyone in this league knows I'm the man. And he did it. He did it. Now, what's up for his follow back? He's already showed the city of Milwaukee and the, and, and, and the team governors that he was worth the investment. Again, we talked about it last December. We questioned him getting that long-term deal and then making him the, one of the highest paid players in the NBA. But within that year, he won the championship. This does not need a, an asterisk next to it or any of those kind of special provisions. This team legitimately won. But again, I do not see them repeating. For them to get back to this or even to the Eastern Conference Finals next year, it's going to be a task. It's going to be a task. But it's going to be a fun task worth watching. Because what I did learn about this NBA postseason there are some bad boys out there. I look forward to what the New York Knicks are going to be able to do. I look forward to see what Atlanta Hawks and this new confidence they have. Atlanta Hawks is going to be a whole new team. And allowing Nick McMillan to have a full season with this team? Why? Who cannot be excited to see what that's going to happen? We've always wondered when will the Eastern Conference become a lot more competitive conference as opposed to the Western Conference. Or oh, I think we're almost there. Again, I already talked about Philadelphia 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, Milwaukee Bucks, New York Knicks, Atlanta Hawks, Miami Heat. All right. Hey, that's six. That's six out of eight that can qualify for, for playoffs. Do we throw in the Milwaukee? Uh, do we throw in Boston Celtics? Mm, we don't know yet. They'll have a new coach. They're rebuilding somewhat. Do we throw in? Charlotte, Indiana Pacers. I mean, who who's those other two bottom feeders? I don't know. But at least you have Chicago Bulls. Uh-huh. But at least we can see right now six out of eight teams in the Eastern Conference can be competitive and can create some exciting basketball next year. Western Conference, we know we're going to get. 
We know what we're going to get. We're talking about Gold State Warriors, Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Clippers, Phoenix Suns, Dallas Mavericks, uh, Utah Jazz, Denver Nuggets. You cannot discount uh, San Antonio Spurs. What's Pop going to do this offseason? And don't forget the Memphis Grizzlies. They're up and coming. So when we start looking at even <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder, mm, but we do know there's at least eight solid teams in the West. And with a healthy Western Conference, which will be very exciting, there's a lot of teams that need to take this offseason very, very seriously, particularly them older ones, i.e. Los Angeles Lakers. AD may be a young, young player, but he's playing and he's looking and he's hobbling up and down the court like an old player. It's hard for me to imagine who's the one that's, you know, 35, 36, 37 years old, him or, or LeBron James. He has some work to do this offseason. So as we start to put a bow on this NBA season and start transitioning for the next season, I could say overall, great time. A little upset, a little disappointed. I still think that there could have been ways to minimize the impact on the NBA players and, their, and that because of the health. Um, we looked at the challenges with a shortened offseason because of the impact of COVID-19 last season. So, again, we're dealing with a lot of those injuries, a lot of injuries to our superstars that really watered down the quality of the game. Trying to play with load management. Do you do load management? Do you not do load management? But even if they didn't want to do load management, a lot of the players were not able to play because they were injured. Well, here we are again. At, and in this season, we're already in late July. Are we going to look at starting NBA season in October as, as it has customarily been? Or do they push that to the right some more? If they can try to find a way just to get this the season back on track, give the adequate rest to the players, then I think we'll be in a much better uh, position next year. But here we are with the Olympics. There's three players that are leaving from the game that the NBA Finals to join the rest of the team in Tokyo. So there's going to be a, a list of players returning off of this uh, Olympic season that's going to have a shortened offseason again. And so once they're able to catch back up with the proper rest, I think the NBA will be in a great position. But let's again, we're going to put the bow on a 21 season and talk about what's really important. My Los Angeles Lakers. There's a lot of talk right now. There's a lot of talk for the 2022 season. What do we add? Who do we add? I'm convinced. We know LeBron James is there. He says he wants to retire a Laker. All right. Well, we've seen what he has done with Cleveland twice and what he's done to Miami. I actually believe him. He's at an age now where I do not see him uh, relocating or trying to find another team. I, I definitely believe that he would love to retire as a Laker. He would love to have his jersey uh, hoisted amongst the Laker greats. With that being said, we had to start talking about his exit strategy. And from anyone in HR field, when, when we start looking at leadership, start talking about succession planning. This is the time to start thinking of succession planning. If I'm in the office with Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss, I'm talking about succession planning. 
Who are going to hand the keys to this franchise? Who's going to be the face of this franchise when LeBron leaves? We need to be able to pair them up now. This was the challenge when Kobe was in uniform. Who were they going to pass the keys off to? When you start seeing your superstars' skill sets beginning to decline, it's time to start bringing in that, that solid number two that can ascend to a number one. Who can this superstar play alongside? And I definitely believe that the Lakers felt that AD was going to be that guy. Why would he not be? He, he has the height. He has the charisma. He has the talent. He has the humility. He has the game that he could be that guy. But the problem with him, as anyone would say, the best availability is your durability. He's not durable. So if we're going to look at a succession planning, who can we partner LeBron James with that will take the keys to the kingdom and assume that Anthony Davis still stays with the team, that he can still run uh, side by side, but who will be that alpha? Who is the best one on the market? Who's the best one that's even being dangled as a trade? Possibility. There's a lot of conspiracies. There's a lot of gossip. It's, it's tough to find out what's the fake news, what's the real news. But I tell you, there's some fake news running out there that I hope is real news. Is Damian Lillard really upset in Portland? Does he truly want to leave? I hope he does. And I hope his belief in the poor system in Portland is replaced by the belief of a proven system in L.A., the Los Angeles Lakers? Could you imagine Dame Dalla, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and then Andre Drummond? That's your four players coming out the locker room? Man, give us a doggone championship now. I'm calling it. The problem with the Lakers last year was that we didn't have that third, that third reliable score. So when and if, more when, not the if, AD gets hurt, this player can still hold it down. Schroeder wasn't that dude. Drummer wasn't that dude. We definitely now know after the three or four seasons, Kuzma is not that dude. We need that dude. You bring Dame Dollar, we have three dudes. Three dudes. LeBron can truly relax. He can still get his 20-plus. AD get his 20-plus. And then Dame Dollar get his 20-plus. That's 60 points right there. But any given night, one of them guys can be the guy. And Dame Dollar just clutch. He is more clutch than a standard stick shift, a GT. I mean, that dude's clutch. So tell me, Rob, can you make that happen? And let's let's just play around some more with the conspiracy theories and you know who's who knows who off court. I will admit it was my nephew's birthday. He wanted to see Space Jam. So I went to Space Jam with him. But while I went to watch Space Jam with my nephew for his birthday, I didn't go on my own volition. Guess who was in that movie? Guess who was in that movie? Spoiler alert. 
LeBron James was the star. Anthony Davis was in there. And guess who else? Dang Dollar. Dang Dollar was in that movie. So if I'm going to play conspiracy theorist, I'm going to tell you right now. Why wouldn't Dame Dollar, LeBron, and AD be talking offset about, man, could you imagine if you was down here in L.A. with us, how many championships we could take? Hey, Dame, you realize when I retire, I'm going to pass you the keys to the franchise, and we all admire Kobe Bryant, and we can get those 20 championships to the Lakers banner? I mean, why would they not talk about that? Why would they not talk about that? How much fun they had filming that movie? Come on, man. You, you, you don't think they did? And and look at the playbook Dame Dollar's playing right now. Do you remember Anthony Davis was saying, oh, I'm not pushing for a trade out of New Orleans. I'm here. But the pressure continued, and, and he made this press conference saying, I'm here. I'm depending upon the, the, the team ownership to do the best they can to make us a competitive team. But if you've heard some of Dame Dollar's comments, they're starting to early sound the same. Again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just play one on taking it to the house. I'm just telling you, if they're going to make this deal happen, bring on Dame Dollar. What does that provide us? Another clutch player, another reliable player, a durable player, someone who is clearly an alpha, but also knows his role. He will learn how to be a champion from LeBron James. Not only that, as LeBron James starts trying to settle and, 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 and fade to black or, you know, let the sunset set on his career, he can rest and assure that he placed the, the, the keys to the franchise in the most capable hands of Damian Lillard. You cannot fault Damian Lillard for wanting to leave. He has shown he's loyal. He has shown that he's ready to battle for a team. He's ready to battle for a franchise. But unfortunately, Portland Trailblazers just can't get it done. So does he sit there for another four, five, six, seven, nine more years of his career in NBA purgatory, watching people like Giannis hoist up trophies because Milwaukee Bucks invested in him and the team and made sure he's surrounded by other quality players? Does he watch people like CP3 who has bounced around the league but still have a chance to finally get to the championship game with a solid team? You can't tell me that doesn't bother him. You can't tell me that doesn't bother him when he starts thinking about how the Western Conference is going to reload and Portland Trailblazers are going to continue falling lower and lower in the standings. He knows this was that year if they were going to make any noise. This is supposed to be that year. But since it wasn't their year, and next year won't be that year, and the next five years won't be that year, unless they bring out Clyde Drexler out of retirement and turn back the clock to the 1990s, Portland Trailblazers aren't going anywhere, not out the Western Conference. So because of that, dang, I don't fault you. I'm not telling you to go all James Harden on them and and blasphemy your team ownership. I'm not asking you to be a renegade. But if you want the Los Angeles Lakers 
I'm pretty sure the Los Angeles Lakers want you too. So what do we do? What do we do? I say be like crazy 80s. There's a, there's a TV commercial back in the days when I lived in New York. And Crazy Eddie used to sell electronics. And he talked about, I'm Crazy Eddie and everything must go. Well, Rob Palenka, Genie Bus, I tell you how to put on your best Crazy Eddie uh, impression and say everything must go. Except LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond. If you can get Dame Lillard, you put everything on the trade market. Everything can go except for those assets. Bring them on and the rest will come. It can be the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. And guarantee not only the championships will come, but everything else our hearts desire. And we will continue to be the greatest franchise in NBA history. So. As we get ready to close this show, as well as close this year, the NBA, I'm just placing that there. This offseason is going to be wonderful. That's the wonderful thing about professional sports. The seasons are never over. Yes, they may be finished playing up and down the court, but this is where GMs and team governors really make their money. What are those phone calls that are happening right now to make the moves? I only talked about the best course of action for the Los Angeles Lakers, but we hear other stuff that's that's going through the gossip channels. I don't want CP3 on the team. I need a younger team. Would I consider Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I'd consider it. But not if we have not exhausted all means to get Dane Dollar. Bring him to L.A., and we're hoisting that Larry O'Brien trophy next year. And I told you I'm not a prognosticator, but I'll be one right now, guaranteed. And on that note, I thank you all for tuning in, for taking to the house. I had a great time. I hope you did too. Please check us out on our social media. Take it to the house on Twitter. Holler at us on Facebook. I really appreciate you all being patient with us and having fun with us over this last year. We're going to take a couple weeks off, but we'll be back just as hype, just as ready, just as fresh. All I say, go USA in these Olympics. Let's represent, but everyone else across this world, be safe. We talk about it every week until this pandemic's over. Thoughts and prayers for everyone. Be safe, mask up if need be. Get vaccinated as required, but take care and see y'all on the other side.